0: Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at That's Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Thank you for joining us for this special edition of Take Two. Joining me now is Congressman Burgess Owens. Thanks so much for being with us today.
1: Heidi, looking forward to it. Thanks for, thanks for the opportunity.
0: So tell me where you're at today and what you're up to.
1: Well, we're in, it's still out in D.C. Uh, we have a couple bills that are coming down the pike. Um, and so I'll be here at least till Friday night, maybe Saturday. So we'll see how that works out.
0: And what are the votes you're still expected uh, before the 4th of July break?
1: Well, we have the one that deals with uh, the gun uh, uh, bill that's coming through the Senate. We still haven't seen all the uh, text yet. We're kind of going through that a little bit but that's one of them there's a another one um, that I'm working on right now that we just actually dropped uh, this last week called secure student act and, and for those for those who right now they we, we, I think we all want to make sure we're doing everything we can to secure our children when they go to school and we have a great opportunity the um, uh, the, the 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 bill right now that, that what I'm working on will actually take uh, take about uh, hundreds of billions of dollars that's already been set aside. And we can begin to put that toward local schools that so they can begin to harden their schools, whether it be uh, software or. Or, or um, uh, hard infrastructure or security uh, officers, we can put that in place, and that could be done actually this coming fall. So my goal right now is to give something uh, that Americans could deal with now, and then we can al- always talk about the the, the gun control uh, issues that might take a little bit longer to to get to, to, but but we can do something now to make sure this coming fall we have something in place for our children.
0: Let's talk a little bit about the gun issues. The House and the Senate have different bills right now, and the Senate has come up with a bi- bipartisan bill that will go now to the floor for debate it looks at health care largely also um, background checks for people who are younger um, to go through the process to uh, still get a gun but um, largely really looks at that mental health care aspect and again there are a couple things that look towards um, who can buy a gun and when would you support what you see as being debated (laughs) on the senate side or will be debated
1: I'll tell you what is a non uh, non-starter for me is red flag laws, which look, appears that that might be a part of this process, giving the, the states the rights to take away people's uh, due process. Uh, that to me is a is a hard stop. Uh, I will not vote for anything that does, get, does that takes away our, our citizens. Uh, due process, make sure that whatever the freedoms are that, that they're uh, being uh, taken away from, there's a, a process, a fair process they can defend themselves and not have to try to, to, to regain them later on. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the entire bill. Uh there might be some good things in there, but if that if the red flag laws are part of it then then uh, I'm 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 gonna know a big hard.
0: Is there a way that you would accept red flag laws? I know a lot of Republicans, when they talk about it, don't like it because of the due process. Would there be something that um, could be put into the law um, where there would be some kind of due process where the red flag red flag laws would work for you and you would be willing to support?
1: Well, the red flag laws uh, is... Taking away due process, there's no way to have that and due process survive at the same time. Due process is a very, very big part of our our society. Uh, the opportunity to be uh, be looked at as, as innocent before being charged as being uh, looked at as being guilty, it, it, and that that's that that is a very core to our our, our society, our culture. So, uh, no, if the red flag law is in there, uh, then we just have to go back and make sure we can uh, we can uh, do some other things that will actually do protection that we need. Why 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 we should have a system set up where someone can have their rights taken away from them and then they have to, to work to get it back. This never We should never go in that direction because it's just a, it's a very slippery slope. And uh, if they can take away our rights in that regard, they can take away our rights in other places once we start accepting that theory of new, no, no, uh, no due process.
0: Is there anything on the scale of gun <laughs> reform you'd be willing to look at, like um, putting the age higher for people to buy um, weapons <laughs> or changing anything? Is there anything that you say, oh, I'll, I'm willing to listen to that, or is most of it off the table?
1: No, I'm I'm really looking forward. I'd like to have a discussion, a a very uh, conscious discussion about how we should uh, uh, approach this entire process. This is and this is why I'm so excited about the Secure Student Act. We can we can have a longer conversation about how do we deal with issues like you're talking about right now, Heidi. In the meanwhile, what. Why we're we're discussing this right now is that we just have something to do with Aldi, where children have been put at risk, children died. Why don't we deal with that, get that off the plate so that we make sure that whatever we do moving forward, we can do it with with, diligence and and taking the time we need to go through each one. I personally like to to say that this coming fall, why don't we have in place uh, the hundreds of billions of dollars that's out there right now that we can take advantage of, Let's use that. Let's use it to make sure that at least that's off the plate. We know when we drop our kids off the school, no matter whether they are across the country, that each district has the ability to harden their schools in a way that works out for them. Let's do that first. If we, want to, if we want to have something that's urgent, let's make sure this fall we have that kind of dollars put inside because it's already there, it's been appropriated, and then we can take the time to deal with all the other nuances that might be in the bills coming through the Senate and we'll, we'll have to push back from the House.
0: This money that you're talking about, have you talked to local schools or families about what kind of protections could happen? Here in Utah, we already have um, districts who've kind of made up their decisions on their own district by district as to how to protect their schools. I know my kids go to the Jordan School District. They've made one entrance through the front of the building. If you go to the junior highs and high schools, they have police officers there. But every district does it differently, and you couldn't – paint a broad brush um, for them. Do you think states need standards of how to protect schools, or should it be really a local decision where districts decide what's best for them?
1: What a good question, Heidi. Every school is different, as you just mentioned. The American Rescue Act, we have uh, 93% of that, um, again, hundreds of billions of dollars has not been spent. It's been appropriate not spent. Why don't every single school, based on the people that live there, based on the parents and the teachers, they can sit down and figure out what works here. It could be uh, uh, hard infrastructure. It could be software. It could be resource officers. It, it, it really depends. Each state, each local area is different. And the way that I, this, uh, this bill that I put through is that each district can amend the American Rescue Act so they can fit directly into what they want to have, to have in their area so it should no, no question be a very local decision uh, as long as the funds are there which we already have been appropriated just not to take it where it's not being used and put it to to where it can be used correctly
0: okay before we move on to the next topic um, back to gun laws again you said you're willing to listen to debate is there anything that you could give as an example where you're saying okay this is where maybe I could see an opening where I'd be willing to discuss and pass something in that
1: Well, it it comes down to this. It starts off with we have a bill right now that we're just looking at 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 this point for the first time, Uh, a bill that the framework was put together by a a, a handful of senators, but it was not presented where we can have a a deliberative uh, process of going through it. Uh, I think anything we do should be discussed in a way that's um, not not an urgency, not, an not, not something pushed through so fast because we just have to have something done. It should be deliberate. So and it's unfortunate that I can't even talk really to what is in this bill because we haven't really had time to go through it yet. And it should never be that way. Something is so important as to the the rights we have to defend ourselves, the rights we have to uh, make sure that uh, the Second Amendment is not infringed upon. as a very basic right to defend and to ourselves. And and unfortunately, we do have uh, an ideology out there that takes every opportunity to to attack the Second Amendment. So that is that's a very sacred right we have. And so I think the key is uh, I, I would love to have more of a conversation about it once we have that that process of time to do so. And meanwhile, let's focus at this point, make sure our kids are safe, the money's put in place, so that that, that what we just experienced with Uvalde will never ever happen again, and we can move on to to look at other areas we have to, to, to address.
0: Speaking of other areas, the Supreme Court today um, handed down a ruling on gun rights in New York City, specifically saying that people could have those concealed carry permits that possibly weren't um, available to everyone before, the next ruling we're watching for is whether Roe v. Wade will stand. Where are you at on this issue? And before we even get to that, um, tell me what you think about the process that we've been through. We still haven't heard from the Supreme Court where the leak came from, why the leak happened. Uh, Your thoughts on the leak that came from this um, initial, uh, you know, paperwork that may or may not be the final answer as to what we get from the Supreme Court.
1: Well, and I appreciate you starting off with that, Heidi, because uh, that's a travesty. Uh, we cannot have our, our systems, our institutions attacked this way. In which obviously it was a, it was a strategy, so that uh, it's a sign to those who want to get out and destroy and p- place fear, uh, uh, make a big issue that this was their their, their beginning uh, beginning place. So we need to make sure that whoever leaked that pays the price. That's something that deliberations in in, in the Supreme Court should never, ever be made political the way it has been. So that's the first thing. We need to have not only rule of law, but have a position in which when people break the law, there's a price to be paid. Once that starts to happen consistently, then the crime that we're seeing across the country, all the things that we now are beginning to wonder and be concerned about will begin to ebb in the right way when there's an accountability for those who break the law. So that's the first thing. In terms of of, um, where we are right now. This, this is something that's 50 years uh, t- too late. It should have always been a decision made in the states. When we started having federal government making mandates and pushing you know, pushing things down in this, in this fashion, not, you know, nine people in black robes decided this is the way that we should look at life. American people don't feel that way. And, and we know that because it's been an issue for the last 50 years. So uh, at this point, all this does is says instead of the federal law dictating across the board, every state – where the people live, where they can make the decision, where they elect the electors, they can decide exactly how it works. And I tell you, for a state like Utah, I'm so excited about being a place that life still means a lot to us. And we're going to make the laws that will make sure that uh, that we're protecting life and, and uh, respecting that process.
0: Utah has a trigger law in place. There'd be very few exceptions for people for abortions. It would be in capes- cases of rape or incest or um, birth defects. Uh, you talk about protecting life. Some women on the opposite side of the aisle will say that we're not protecting the lives of women who... Uh, May in a scary situation, getting an abortion where they shouldn't. Do you have concerns that while um, there might be a protection of life for the fetus or the baby, that we are going backwards in protecting the rights of women and their health?
1: Uh, no, uh, I think the decision or the the conversation has to be. Uh, not, you know, obviously the mother's uh, the mother's uh, uh, protection and her safety is very important, but we have to recognize that we're talking about another life. We're talking about two lives here, not just one, but two. And the, the, the life of the baby is is, is is also very, very important. And we cannot negate the fact that 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 life is separate from the life of the mother. So and whatever we do, and this is why the conversation needs to be a state issue, because we can figure out based on who we, we represent, who have represent us in our in our legislation how we will pre- how we will proceed in terms of all the issues we might have cons- concerns about. And as a state, we'll decide uh, uh, how to balance that to make sure that the mother is protected uh, and also that baby is protected. And that's, that's a very, very important dis- discussion we'll make, and we'll make it as, as a state, and I look forward to doing that.
0: Uh, switching gears now, the January 6th hearings continue. There was another hearing earlier today on Capitol Hill where you are. Have you been listening into those at all, and do you believe that they're getting down um, – to the real facts of the matter of what happened and holding those responsible who did commit crimes on the day of January 6th?
1: No, I haven't. And and as I travel throughout the state, I have not run into any of my constituents uh, right now uh, who really cares about what's happening here in DC with that. What they care about is the gas price. What they care about is inflation. Uh, we're seeing a, a, a livelihood changing the, the idea of the American dream, which we all, you know, we all believe. The reason why you're doing what you're doing right now, because you believe in the American dream. You figure you work hard enough, save, do the do the work you need to do as you can get there. That's the way we've always felt about those things that are important to us. Well, that American dream is, dr- is shifting away because of policies that right now are more important than what's happening here in D.C. With, with this committee. Uh, we need to figure out how to make sure that we are, we're controlling the border, we lost over 100,000, 100,000 Americans last year because of fentanyl, and 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 no one seems to be that does seem to be a big deal back here in D.C. Uh, we we now I think we just just hit a new record in in uh in, in, uh, in Utah. I think five dollars is where we are now. Imagine how that's going to impact every part part of our life. So. I guess what my my point is, there are things that are really very important for all of Americans, and and I, I have a feeling they feel very simply similar to the way I feel. Uh, turning on TV t- to watch this show on on uh, on, a, on on the six has nothing to do with what we're trying to get done from this point moving forward. But uh, even if is-
0: people aren't watching, are there important things happening in those meetings where they can get to the bottom of what happened, whether the president did anything wrong, the vice president, or possibly. Um, Fix security problems, make sure that the National Guard's ready next time or the Capitol Police are more prepared. Do you think they're going to be able to fix and solve some of those issues or answer some big questions, even if people I, aren't
1: listening? I, I think they were trying. I mean, I haven't been keeping up with it. I don't think they're trying to figure out what would happen with the police or why 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 the, security, the National Security Guard wasn't put out. Uh, I mean, it, it is an issue right now. And, and I, I think if you did a poll...
0: And I'm trying to make it go again. Oh, there okay. we go. I'm sorry. Okay. You can go ahead. Um, okay.
1: So I, I, I would say, Heidi, if you would take a poll right now to Utah's particular District Four, ask them what's, what's at the very top of the list of things they want to have addressed by us here. And I would say that what's happening right here in that committee is probably at the very bottom of their list, because people have their real life they got to go through every single day. They want to make sure their kids are being educated in a way they can go out and compete. They want to make sure they can go to work. And, and pay for the, the groceries and and have a savings account and retire when all those things that truly are important to us is is what we're focused on and there's a reason why by the way you, you see the presence of uh, uh, tolling dropping like a rock because at the end of the day those things that are personal to each and every one of us is what he's failing on So let's talk about some of the
0: biggest concerns. You mentioned gas prices Uh, right now. The president is saying that there's a possibility of a gas tax holiday. That would be 18 cents off a gallon right now. People are paying about 518 on average here in Utah. So that would change it to $5 a gallon. Do you believe uh, that is the proper fix or at least give some savings to families that are living paycheck to paycheck right now? The same could be done on the state level, or is that just digging a bigger hole with our taxes on a national level?
1: I'll go back to what President Obama said when I was pushed back earlier. He said it was a gimmick, something will get them through the November elections, and that's exactly what it is. Keep in mind, uh, we, the problem is 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 uh, supply. Uh, we have a demand. But the problem is supply. When you cut off uh, cut off the pipes, the, the pipeline. When you when you attack oil, you we go from being energy independent to where we're now. The president could be flying to Saudi Arabia to, to beg for oil. Uh, we're looking at it is it is a supply process, and and this this gimmick of of uh, what eighteen cents dropping off for a little bit that, that's that's very temporary. Number one, because at the end of the day, the price will continue to float go up, and it, and at some point they're going to stop giving up, giving these uh, these uh, these little gimmicks away. So no, it, it is a it's a much deeper problem from that, uh, and the biggest problem uh, the biggest thing that we have to address is that the president had has, has come into office attacking uh, p- petroleum, attacking our energy independence, and we're now dealing with the, the, the results of that. Until we get that back, this will be a conversation until the end of his, in the end of his career, end of his uh, term.
0: Gas and oil are a complicated issue. I think we could talk hours about that. Another thing that President Biden is looking at right now is possibly forgiving student debt. A lot of people are watching this very closely. Is there any amount of debt that could be forgiven that you would be okay with? Or is this a bad idea with inflation and too much money being pumped into the economy anyway? You know, there's, it seems like there's no in between. You're either for it or against it.
1: It's a bad idea when it comes down to inflation. Uh, Inflation is when you start this, um, uh, adding debt and just printing a lot of money. We have you're starting to see what inflation looks like. The other part is this. Uh, you know, this whole idea, this this uh, the, what we're dealing with education is a very, very uh, more in, uh, involved problem. Uh, we, we have uh, we have a, in, we have to get back to understanding there's more options than going to four years of college. And getting a lot of debt and coming out with degrees that have have had a little bit to do with helping our, our our workforce to get going. We need to be looking at these other options out there. So this conversation has to be more than just a bandaid for now. Uh, at the end of the day, you have debt reduction adding to our debt load and inflation, and yet we still have another generation coming behind them with the same debt issues. So we have to make sure we're, we're addressing this in a holistic fashion. And uh, some of that comes down to make sure that our, our young people coming out of high school can enter, to, enter the workforce a lot earlier by training, by going through... Um, uh, other types of educational processes, not only just the traditional, but uh, but other vocational, all the other kind of ways we, we have to do that. Now, I'm actually, I'm the um, the, the uh, ranking member for pre-K to 12. So these are issues that we'll be dealing with very, very deeply uh, this coming year. We actually have workforce set up that will be, Explaining our, our, our policies, we're going to be going across the country to let people know what we stand for, and what we're doing in education will be a big piece of that. So, um, I'm I'm looking forward to that process. But no, this is not the answer. Um, uh, we 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 can do a lot lot better, and we have to do it in which we can uh, can get more buy-in with American people for sure.
0: So, Congressman, as I listen to you, you're very passionate on every topic, and it seems like you know where what direction you want to go, and you're hearing from voters, and you have your stands why did you not want to debate your um, district <clears throat> district four was the only one that didn't have a debate. Uh, why not debate this year?
1: Well, there's a couple of things. I guess, first of all, I, I wish it was for me. Uh, uh, I, 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 that means I can, I can be here. I can be there at, at the end of the day. My focus very simply is to make sure that I'm spending as much time as I can to support and, and provide for my district. Now the, the time I'm spending right now is, is based on that. And I'll, I'll say this also um, I, I'm, I'd like to know I'd like to believe that whoever I'm debating with is sincere about serving servicing uh, our our district. Uh, when I have someone that that I look at and I, I just don't he's not out there he's not meeting the mayors. he's not going down to the rural areas and understanding what's happening on the on the on the the farms and the in the ranches. And and so I want to spend my time making sure that we can do the things that really count. For instance, securing the $23 million for funding for our water project up here, $300,000 for funding of the housing for human trafficking, Uh, make sure the RECA of the the downwinders has has, has been extended for another couple of years. The time I'm spending right now is, is the time that I can make sure my district knows I'm working for them. And in this case here, I just with not having the time because I'm here in D.C. And, um, uh, and just I just felt it was a, it was more important to do the things I'm doing instead.
0: Uh, in some ways, when you have a debate, it's kind of like a job interview, and most people don't always have the time to get the answers to all the questions they want coming up for the debate, and so or coming up for the election. And so for a lot of people, you know, those debates are where they can hear where you stand, and if you agree with them or if you disagree. Uh, will you, if you make it through the primary, debate whoever your challenger is for the November election?
1: Yes. I, first of all, uh, I, we had a chance to to, to tell our story, and, and at the convention, uh, 70% of those that um, – uh, that were there, uh, decided I was going to be the candidate for the Republican Party. And yes, uh, I am looking forward to debating the Democrat, uh, whatever that might be. I think I know it is, because I think it's going to be important for uh, Utahns to see the difference, to see the contrast. So uh, I look forward to that. Uh, I will make sure that uh, we, we put things in place so we can get that done. But it's going to be exciting to me, because I think we're at a point now with Utahns and Americans realizing we have two ways of going. Uh, one way has been one way is just really very painful. We can't afford to keep this. The other way is one of hope, hope one of, of, of understanding the tenets that we believe in faith, family, free market, and education. And I'm so excited to be on the right side of that because American people and Utahns are looking for uh, the opportunities to, to go back to good old fashioned American culture.
0: Well, the primary election, um, just a few days away, I think the last time I checked yesterday was Salt Lake County, they were at about 25% voter turnout, so a lot of people still haven't voted yet. Uh, Jake Hansaker is your primary challenger. Have you met him? And if you've met him or you haven't, is there any major disagreements or things that set you apart on the platform that you would want people to know about?
1: I don't think I know what he stands for. So far, what I've heard is what he doesn't like my tone. I think that's that's the... He doesn't like my tone. He doesn't think I. Spend is it because you didn't
0: show up to the debate with him? That might be part of it, right?
1: No, no. We all have a way. There's people that know exactly what I'm doing. It's just very easy. I mean, I, I, my message is everywhere. Anybody who has met me, as you just said something earlier, I stand very strong on per, per certain issues. I'm very passionate. And it's very obvious to know what I stand for. Uh, I would I would ask you, what does Jake stand for? I have no idea. No idea other than uh, he doesn't like Burgess.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, I will be talking to him next, and we'll see where he stands on those issues. We do want people to be educated. We do want them to be involved. Uh, anything else that you're working on that you want voters to know about before they head out and vote, drop that ballot in the mailbox or a Dropbox box before the 28th next Tuesday?
1: I'm gonna ask them to go to my website, Burgess for Utah. I think you'll be very, very impressed with the last year of what, how I've stood for Utah and for District 4. I'm so proud to be in a district that really reflects my, my bringing. My six kids and 15 grandkids, or 16 grandkids are here, and I just love the fact that the rest of my life I'll be fighting for Utah values and make sure that we can make a difference moving forward to uh, impact the rest of our country instead of the rest of the country impacting us. I look forward to being part of that process.
0: Congressman, thank you so much for your time, and we will chat again after the election.
1: Thank you, Heidi. All the best.
0: Thank Bye-bye. you.